Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are coming to you live from a couple of places on the internet. We are live over on Crowdcast. We're live over on YouTube. Or maybe you're listening to us later wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever that's going on, it's all good. All together now in the hood. We're just excited to have you here. Now, before we get into the show proper, and we have some great guests for you this evening, I wanted to give a plug, as we've been doing for many, many weeks here, for our friend Brent Macris, a.k.a. Stret Bullet. Stray Bullet. Stret Bullet is... You started to say (laughs) Stray Bullies, and I started to say Stray Bullet, and I messed up. Sorry. (laughs) That's what happened. It's all right. Uh, it's all right, man. I think we're going to recover him for from years. This. <laughs> yeah. New to me. I'd like to, to thank my mom and <laughs> for uh, raising me. <laughs> In any case, we he's occasionally been curating some drinks for us and occasionally creating them because he is a professional chef. This is a true fact. Uh, and this week we found, well, he found a terrible drink on TikTok. Yeah, which was the home of terrible drinks. Oh boy. yes, but it was a it was a uh, May the Fourth Day drink. I think was the idea. So it was remind called the me, Darth, I believe, or no, it was called the Vader. The Vader. So it was you put black food coloring in and a shot black glass, rum in a shot glass. You Delicious. flip it upside down in your glass, um, so the 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 dark rum is sort of trapped in the shot glass. Pour in the bad recipe, Sprite. And then uh, cherry liqueur or cherry mm-hmm. cordial liqueur or something on top of it. So that, the two of you work together to come up with something better. I threw out a recipe. Uh, I was like, forget that drink. That drink will give you um, sugar shock instantly. Um, I said, let's do dark rum, ginger beer, a little Aperol on top. And what you got there, um, and he added the Averna um, to give a little more spice. The it's the Darth, Darth and Stormy. Which uh, is a much better Bev. Yeah. So there you right go. Now. Ooh, are you making yours right now? I'm going to yeah. pop out of the recipe. Oh, so, ooh. yeah, you got the shot glass. So it looks like Darth Vader in yeah. his chamber from Star Wars, except cool. it's more alcoholic. Um, I made mine upstairs. I was a little worried about pulling out the shot glass over my laptop. Uh, do you want to do the effect, Justin? You want to pull out the shot glass? I find your lack of alcohol disappointing. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. And I love that you get the surface pressure at the end. So the shot glass shot hangs there for a second before it yeah. portion of the thing. This is a great drink. 
This is a really good drink. Yeah, I'm psyched about it. If you didn't um, get to see the beginning, I'll be doing it again halfway through the show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yes, there you go. That is all in our Patreon Slack as well. Patreon.com slash comic book club. Great discussions there. Drink making. Lots of talk about Doctor Strange 2 going on today. Lots of furious debates. Spoiler heavy debates that I'm sure we'll get into a little later in the show. As well as the old Moon Knight show that we'll probably be talking about later as well. But... I don't want to delay too much. We got two great guests this evening. Later on in the show, we're going to bring uh, a returning guest. Ibrahim Mustafa is going to be here. But first, why don't we bring in our first guest, Miss S here, into the stream, uh, Serena Sanchez, to talk about her new book that is on Indiegogo, Black Rhapsody. Uh, Hello. Here, you want to... Here, I'll turn off your video. No, I can't turn off your video. There you go. You figured it out. That was great. Um, Serena, welcome to the stream. Thanks so much for coming on tonight. Thanks for having me on. Oh my gosh, totally. So uh, this book looks super fun. You launched it on Indiegogo. Right now it is 96% funded. so close. Get after it. So close. I'll bring up a little uh, little picture of it here. But this is called Black Rhapsody. It's on Indiegogo right now. Um, Serena, tell us about the idea. What is the pitch for the book? Black Rhapsody is a um, horror cult thriller comic that's about musical magical girls named after mythological goddesses in an uphill battle against a Lovecraftian pop star and her evil music empire. Darkness of Madoka Magica and combines it with the ultra violence of Berserk with a bit of Gemini hologram sprinkled in. Nice. Yes, I love nice. a little bit of Gemini. Oh, yeah. That's a great sprinkle. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> this is a great looking book. Uh, talk a little bit about the inspiration here. Like you gave the pitch, but there's a lot of monster stuff going on. As you mentioned, there's a lot of music stuff going on. Uh, where did it start with? Did it start with the idea of doing like a sort of a magical girl book? Were you more interested in the music? Was it just to create a comic? What was the initial germ of inspiration? It, uh, sorry, I was a magical girl book because I always wanted to do my own take on magical girls. I've been a fan of them since I was a kid. I'm a huge Sailor Moon fan and recently nice. from Doka fan. I wanted to do a dark take on it, so I decided to find like darker inspirations such as Berserk, um, HP Lovecraft, and numerous other works. But I chose the music theme because I wanted to give my um book a theme every magical girl story has a bit of a theme so moon has the planetary theme tokyo Mimi has the environmentalist animal theme so i wanted to choose a theme that people that might attract people so i chose music but i kind of did my own twist instead of having like the cutesy j-pop idol music which i hate i decided to diversify it by making characters embodiments of certain genres cool that's awesome. Uh, well, talk about the musical inspiration then. Is there stuff that you listen to while you're creating this? Are there things that you're specifically. Oh my gosh. Uh, all right. Okay. Oh, there we go. All right. Uh, uh, people Is listening. There seems to be some not safe for work stuff going on there as well in this Indiegogo. Yeah. Which is all good. We're not um, at work right now. We can we can get into this. Is it. My you guys you guys get paid for this, right? <laughs> if you don't know, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, talk a little bit about um, 
well, oh, the musical inspiration behind this. Uh, were there different genres you were looking at? Is there music mm-hmm. that you listen to while you're creating it? I don't listen to music when I write due to the fact that I get distracted easily. But mm, with the, yeah. like the character designs and the characters themselves, I had to do research of different genres as well as different mythological figures. Um, if you were to bring up the cover art of the girl with the dark outfit and the purple hair on the on, on the other side. Yeah, that's where it's split. Yeah, the, yeah. Split, the split cover in it. Um, the, that's the main character of the book, Alethea Mahalia, on, on the left. And on the right is her magical girl counterpart, magical counterpart Hecate. As you know anything about Greek mythology, Hecate is the Greek goddess of ghosts, magic, the moon, and witchcraft. So yeah. for particular gods, what what genre was she embody? Had to be a goth genre due to the fact that again she's a Catholic goddess, and most Catholic gods tend to be like always um, clad in black. So for Hecate, I had to choose one that was very like atmospheric and ghostly, and I chose Ethereal Wave for her. So she embodies Ethereal Wave, and throughout the story, you're going to see different girls based on certain goddesses embody different genres. For example, I have like a character based on a Japanese ice dragon god who embodies death metal. And another one one based on Afro soul who is based on an African nature goddess. Cool. Nice. Did you ever work in the music industry or or how did you research sort of that that side of it? Just inspiration. I never worked in the music industry, but I had to do a lot of research for this book because I'm not familiar with genres outside of pop, electronic, hip-hop, rock. So I found music genres that I didn't even know existed. (laughs) Nice, cool. And talk a little bit about the Indiegogo. Obviously, we're looking at here on the live stream, but for anybody listening to the podcast, what are the perks people potentially can get? What are you, uh, other than obviously the book, what can people pledge for? Um, I have a feature tier that encompasses all the other tiers plus a, a crux dandy of the main character, her magical girl counterpart, as that's it's inspired by the um cover art that you're seeing. It's still in the works at the moment. You could get a digital PDF of the book if you are um low on money or don't want to deal international shipping. Mm-hmm. There's also a here with books and with the with one book with the physical copy of the book as well as a cover a poster of the virgin cover art as well as the two um pinup prints well that's awesome so this is going on for almost another month at this point fingers crossed it looks like you're pretty close to being successful uh do you have stretch girls prepped at this point uh, do you have this stuff ready or is that premature um, I do have stretch girls prepped for it. One of the first stretch girls is gonna be like a variant cover, a mystery variant cover with a, as you saw before, the uh, not safe for work pinup paired with it, which is gonna be included in the feature tier once it's unlocked. Another tier at around eight thousand. It's it's um, a colored version of the book. So there's gonna be a version of the book that's gonna be instead of black and white, it's gonna be in fully colored. Oh, cool. Cool. Uh, nice. And other than the Indiegogo, of course, if people can check out Black Rhapsody Part 1 there. Where else should people check you out online? Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at Magic Almedia. I'm active there. 
Cool. Awesome. Nice. Serena, thank you so much for coming on. Good luck with the project, though. It looks like you won't need it. Uh, but great chat. Yeah, right you. on Have the edge. Yeah. Right on the edge. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I really. All right. Uh, cool. There you go. Once again, that was uh, Serena Sanchez. The project is called Black Rhapsody Part 1, and it's on Indiegogo right now, and you can check it out. Um, super fun art there, and always love a good project that involves music. Why don't we bring in our second guest now? He is returning guest. It's nice to have him back here on the show to talk about his new book, yeah. Retroactive, which is out now, I believe. Um, should be coming to the stream any second now. There we go. Good seeing you again. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me back. Oh my gosh, thanks for coming on. So Retroactive is just out a week, two weeks now, is that right? Uh, yeah, it was uh, the 26th when it came out of April. All so right. yeah, about, about two weeks. Okay, yeah. well, nice. This project is awesome. We had you on previously to talk about Count, I believe. Yes. Uh, and yeah. now you're back to talk about this one. So one a year. You, you get one a year. Yeah. That's definitely yeah. like... I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to keep the... Hey, real quick, I was trying to think of a, a, a Star Wars drink. This is just coffee, but I was thinking my Mason Jar Jar drinks. Oh, uh, oh I like it. Misa yeah. like that. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. And, and also, it, yeah. I am also wearing a shirt. Just put <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. That's great. Yeah. Nice job. Four of a kind. Yeah, you Amazing. get how to talk to, talk to us. That's really cool. You're speaking <laughs> uh, our language. So this project is very cool. Uh, it is nothing like Count the Last Thing we talk to you about. This is a time travel thriller mystery uh, mind bender, I guess. Uh, do you want to talk about the pitch for this one a little bit? Yeah. So my elevator pitch for it is James Bond meets Groundhog Day. Okay. So it's like wow. a it's like a, a spy-fi thriller. You know, it's like um, a uh, there's a a time travel organization like the CIA of time travel, essentially. Um, and they go back and essentially try to keep the timeline intact. Right. So like, um, for example, you know, Russia might go back to an event in the U S history to try to alter things for their own benefit in the future. Oh, and so wow. the BTA, this group, they go back stop that from happening. Right. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, <nice>. so, <laughs> wow. Um, and one of the, uh, one of the, basically they go to, to track down an anomaly that's showing up in the timeline. Uh, and that leads the main character to uh, being stuck in a time loop. And so he has to kind of figure his way out of it and then try to, you know, save the day once once he's able to break the loop. So um, it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm usually better at explaining it, but yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. I, I feel like last time your, your book was Count um, based on Count of Monte Cristo, you were like, well, I don't want to read another thousand pages uh, novel. <laughs> right. for this next one, I'm going to do something fresh off the top. Well, but that yeah. said, though, you're dealing with multiple timelines. You're dealing with multiple time periods. What was it like planning something like this out? It was really challenging. Yeah. Like, I, you know, because I wanted to keep it concise and not too, you know, like time travel, timey-wimey. You know what I mean? Sure, um, yeah. So I made very simple rules for the time travel and I stuck to them. Smart. Um, yeah. And, you know, the the story is, is it's too... Uh, congruent timelines sort of and then they merge into one so there's and it's very clearly delineated as you read so uh, i think it's pretty easy to follow along i was kept thinking of that scene in looper when bruce willis is like nah if we start talking about how it works yeah like, yeah we're making yeah. diagrams of straws and napkins and shit we're gonna be here all day so <laughs> i was yeah. trying to keep it nice and streamlined well Smart. to that point then uh are there 
I don't know if you want to spoil this necessarily, but did you look to something previously for time travel rules or do you feel like, I always feel like there's this temptation when you're doing something like this, when you're doing time travel, when you're doing vampires or whatever, to be like, I got to do something entirely fresh and new. I got to completely invade. So did you go in that direction or did you just kind of like pull on, okay, this is back to the future rules. This is loop yeah, rules. It was a little bit of both. Um, okay. I wanted the time travel itself to be a more unique means of doing it uh so i kept it pretty low tech um you know instead of using just one thing to get they kind of have to use this watch device and this chamber in tandem um and they can only go back to one point in the past and then return to the present so there's no jumping through time uh okay, you know right. in multiple hops yeah because then you just get lost wait right. when was that and you're not um, yeah, you're not yeah. going to have it be like an Apple Watch where you got to have it constantly updating it to match. No, the phone. no, no, okay, no, no, no software that. updates. Right, great, or, great, uh, great, you know, great, oh, I wasn't yeah. plugged in yeah. last night. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't time travel today. I didn't. Right. I didn't, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, but I also did some stuff that was kind of like I don't want to say well worn, but um, the you know the book opens in a very James Bond opening sequence kind of thing. And they're in Nazi occupied France. So we're automatic, like right off the bat, we're getting the question out of the way of, would you go back in time and kill Hitler? Right. Right. So yeah. I wanted to kind of take those sort of time travel tropes and, yeah. and get them off the you know, board. Yeah. And also in this, you get an explanation for why there's a time loop, which I think a lot of times in these, you know, stories that have that, they never really tell you what the deal is. Like, mm -hmm. it's just kind of like, like Groundhog Day, it just stops. Yeah. You know, the universe is trying to teach him to love or whatever like <laughs> so this yeah, is love. like very specific here's how it works here's why you know cool well first off you, you talk about the james bond and, and the stuff that we saw the uh the action looks bananas it's really great it's well captured in comic form so congratulations on that thank you sir yeah i i really i enjoy action stuff a lot and i wanted to make it you know uh as Same exciting season. and sort of a yeah like I like a, a very cinematic action experience in, in comics. So I like to try to do it that way. Uh, I don't know if this is answering a question that you answer in the book, but would you go back in time and kill Hitler? <laughs> Objection asked and answered. Uh, no, I would. <laughs> uh, well, I, you know what? I probably would. Good I you. mean, in, in the book, I make a, I don't say I make a case for it, but there's like one person going, eh, we should do it. Another person going, no, nah, here's why you can't. Mm -hmm. Um, that being said, yeah, we know how it worked out with him around. Let's see what happens without him. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Oh, Justin is totally God. Yeah, so this he's is... against that. Justin, yeah, he, he was out. pretty upset just now. <laughs> yeah, he was really upset. Yeah. yeah. Justin, uh, this so. is uh, the second book that you've done with Humanoids. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, so what's it been like working with them as a publisher? Obviously, I'm not looking for you to slab them. I'm just curious about what the process has been like. <laughs> Choose your yeah. words carefully. This right. is a classic Alex <laughs> trap. <laughs> well, I have Mr. Humanoids himself <laughs> oh, on the other side of the street. Yes. Dr. Jason uh, Humanoids. No, it's uh, <laughs> that's his name. How did you know? It's crazy. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm no, familiar. It's, it's, it's great. Like, uh, I, I pretty much, you know, pitch them a book. And if they like it, then I do it. And that's kind of been, you know, the way it is. And, and, uh, seems like a great it, system you have in place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, uh, I mean, and not, that's not to say everything gets greenlit. Like, you know, there was before I pitched retroactive, I threw a couple ideas out to see sort of what they're, you know, what they were looking for next in terms of, you know, because a lot of times you're trying to see what, what they don't have, you know, oh, we got three of those already. So you don't want to do that. 
book next right. kind of thing. So, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, Mark Wade was, who's been the publisher as I've been there, like he is super supportive and just like super nice you know, guy. Yeah. Lover great guy. Of comics and, and yes. really, I believes in the, the medium. And I think it, it seems that your work really shines uh, in his eyes as well. Thanks man. Yeah. I've been really fortunate to have him like in my corner. So yeah, it's pretty huge. You've also, this is the second graphic novel that you've done. Do you have any interest in doing monthly comics and doing floppies? Is that something you're looking to, or do you enjoying writing in this longer form? Uh, I, you know, I love both of them. I have a series in mind that I want to do that is like, would, I mean, you could, you could do it in a trade, but ultimately like every issue would be like a, a separate story within the same, mm -hmm. you know, following a, a through line, similar to like what Michael Walsh is doing with the silver coin. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a great love series. that yeah. book. So that's something Ooh. I'd really love to do. Um, but I also really enjoy the sort of one and done nature of a of a collected, you know, a single graphic novel. It's kind of like watching a two hour movie, and then you know you get to reflect on the experience, and you're not going, wait, what happened last time? How did I, you know? <laughs> so. The other thing that's probably uh, different, and maybe it's not for you, but uh, back when we were talking about Count, everything was closed down. Now comic conventions mm. are starting to open up a little bit. There's a little more of the whole press tour thing going on. Is that something you're looking to embrace for retroactive, potentially bringing it around to San Diego Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con versus potentially what happened last year? Yeah, you know, I'm honestly not like the biggest travel buff personally <laughs> like i you know <laughs> like my wife and my dog are here and i'm like and all my stuff you know and it's kind of like, <laughs> where are you where are you based <laughs> i'm in portland oregon oh, that's oh, a, nice a nice spot yeah so i mean i i certainly you know i love getting to cons to see my friends and you know meet readers and stuff like that um so i i do look forward to getting back into that but yeah i mean i'm still sort of not as we see like wave after wave of of COVID and, and, you know, mutated str strands of it hitting. I'm like, yeah, my, my house is looking great right now. Like, uh, yeah, you don't, <laughs> so, you don't want to be in an enclosed space with thousands of comic book fans for a weekend. I don't understand. I mean, I do, as long as there's not like a, a virus going around. There yeah, is sure. Nobody. Shout out. I had COVID last week. Last oh, show, you? I got literally the show ended, and I was like, "Well, I'm sick now." Oh no! And it was bad, but now I'm invincible. Nothing can kill me. Yeah, that's how. <laughs> that's, yeah, I'm glad you're so, better. <laughs> yeah, um, that's why you left after the Hitler discussion. The very idea of people dying, like Hitler, yeah. for example, was upsetting to you. <laughs> we, we <laughs> Too far? We Too far? Dallas. I don't know if you're familiar with how COVID affects the body, but does it make you nope, worry about Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> well. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, now that you do have this book, The Rear Viewer, though, or at least now that you're out there pushing it, uh, are you working on a new project? Is there something else coming up that we potentially can look forward to? Yeah, um, it's still, you know, pretty early to to talk about, but I'm, I've still got my third book in my humanoids contract that I started work on. And then um, I have some other like work for higher irons in the fire that I'll get to play in some other people's sandboxes. Ooh. So I'm pretty excited nice. about that. So it's all like writing stages at the moment. And uh, I'm looking forward That's to awesome. getting, yeah, pencil to paper soon. So let me shout out your turn of phrase: work for higher irons in the fire. That's uh, that's, that's nice, right? Right? <laughs> I love it, yeah. dude. 
Put well, that, that on the back right there. We got a comment here over on YouTube from Tony Fleek says, retroactive, excellent book. Ibrahim's YouTube channel, though, next level compelling content. Oh, wow. <laughs> what is going on on your YouTube channel? So I make custom action figures and uh, vehicles for them. And I, um, yeah, so I started doing that on YouTube because like I was well, you, doing it anyway. Is there something you can hold up that you got back there? What's up? Bro? Yeah, can I can I run away for <laughs> a yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We'll no back. wonder you don't leave your house. Yeah. You're living a toy. Yeah, man. You're living <laughs> the dreams. Yeah. What if he comes back with something really bad and it's what really What do you think it's going to be like Gundam? You think it's going to be like Vulture? Okay. All right. So I was not cool about that. I know you were not. You were not I don't know how well they'll show up here, but this is Pearl um, clutching. Uh, you know, considering what I was just talking about with retroactive, I've got my oh. Phil Connors from Ground. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh. That looks... Phil? For those Phil of you who can't see it, it's a legit That's Phil legit. Connors action figure oh, from the movie Groundhog God. Day when he's delivering the news. Right yeah. before the he gets stuck in punks coat? it, Tommy. Uh, oh, yeah. great. He's got the he's got the coffee cup, and then uh, never this one. <laughs> I just finished this guy. He's got our uh, Morgan Freeman oh, from Mor- uh, from the Batman Josh? trilogy. Oh, from wow, <laughs> that's great. Nice. That's really. Uh, the detail is beautiful. Do you Thanks. do you start with other figures? Do you build them from scratch? How uh, does that work? It, I feel it like depends. I'm staring into his soul. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh like for um Phil Connors, for example, um I I used a uh a ghost but so there's a brand called Mezco that makes these really great six inch action figures. They're almost like a like a little hot toys figure. Mm-hmm. Um and they made a line of Ghostbusters figure so i i managed to find a spare like uh uh bill murray head and then i i repainted it It doesn't really show up on this camera that well i don't think but i repainted it and then i essentially you know cobbled together a bunch of different like clothing pieces um from you know you can find them online the suit so the base body was a joker it was a knockoff version so i got it for like 20 bucks as opposed to like the 80 that the real figure costs (laughs) and then i painted the suit blue because it was purple um, and I painted like a paisley pattern onto his tie, and then you know use hands from one figure. The microphone is from an April O'Neil. This is from nice a- naturally. Yeah. Um, and then Did the Morgan Freeman this? one, I used just a, a blank base body that you can get, um, and then clothing again that I cobbled together from various internet sources. Um, I made the little bow tie out of another tie, like a like a traditional tie. I just kind of wow. cut it, and reattached it. And wow. then the head was, I think it was probably a 3D print that I got on eBay. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get like these blank God. heads. There are two different versions of them. Wait, you're saying Either... you can buy heads on the internet? <laughs> yeah. Shrunken human, ones, human heads. If you know. oh. Dark <laughs> so, web, man. Dark web. You got to look yeah, into it. You can get, um, so there, there are two ways. You know, a lot of people are, are 3D printing stuff nowadays because mm-hmm. yeah. the technology is just so easy to get. And um, So I think the Morgan Freeman was a free 3D print head, but a lot of people, what they do is they'll actually take, well, not a lot of people, but select few yeah. will take like a hot toys, yeah, a hot toys scale head, and then they use a resin to make a, a, a mold out of it um, that as it, as the cast cures, it shrinks by about half. And so they'll do that in a few stages, and eventually you get one that's like, you know, a 112 scale as opposed to 16 scale. So that's uh, so much work. I worked with resin once for a job, and it was so frustrating. 
It, I, it really is, right? It's insane to yeah, that yeah. do that. Yeah. I also I've, worked with resin before where you got to like scrape it out so it doesn't clog. You know, it's rough, dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. tough. I mean, you got you to gotta make little air holes. Oh, I see. I got you. Took yeah. me a second. <laughs> don't, don't be caught in my pizza. <laughs> you got to you gotta like make air holes so that the bubbles can escape and it doesn't no. create like a divot in the side of the face or whatever. So oh. I've sculpted a few heads from scratch um, and I've, I've augmented ones I've already had. Um, you know, to like, I turned so a Ryan hard. Gosling into uh, um, Leon the Professional, uh, just because it was mm. kind of like the right yeah. head structure, and I yeah. just had to like add clay onto it, and, and all. So yeah, um, another I role that finished... Ryan Gosling just disappeared into. <laughs> right, <laughs> one of the greatest character actors of his he's, generation. He's amazing. He's amazing. How... And no one could tell. Yeah. How did you start doing this? When did you take that step into creating your own figures? So there's a company called NECA that a lot of people are probably familiar with. They make really great figures and they put out a line of 1990 movie Ninja Turtles. And it was the first time that anyone had made like movie accurate Ninja Turtles. Right. Um, Before when they went up, you know, there was an announcement that they were going to happen. And I was like, Oh man, they might be really hard to get. They were like a San Diego exclusive and, you had to get up early and like get it online the same way mm-hmm. you'd like register for a college class that fills up super quick or something like, <laughs> and they only made 5,000 of them. So I wasn't sure if I was going to get on the list. So I decided, you know what, like I'm just going to make my own. I have these, these pretty decent turtle figures that I could use for the body. So I just sculpted the heads. Um, and then from there I was like, you know what, I want a John wick figure and there aren't any of those. So I took a, a Neo from the matrix, like the old McFarlane toys Sure. And I, you know, dremeled the hair off and made the longer hair and I, I painted a beard on him and found a body with a suit and stuff. Then, of course, you know, now there's five or six different uh, John Wick figures you can get, sure. which Not I have yours. all of them. But it's yeah, <laughs> right. So, yeah, that kind of sent me down the road. Do you just have like a room full of like figures and body parts and stuff like that where you're just yeah, kind of like, like I. That? So I have got some stuff on my shelves right here. Oh, there oh, we go. Yeah. Camera. Come on, man. Let me rotate this way. I don't know how, how well you'll see, but these are oh, all. Okay. Yeah. We can see a couple of shelves. And there. then I've got more down there. And yeah, you know, that's, nerded. it's crazy. Yeah, the one nerded. angle you have on you is like a pretty like. Yeah. Chill, looks like I am a business business professional. <laughs> And you're literally surrounded on all sides by homemade dope action figures. Yeah, they're right? everywhere I look. <laughs> so when you have... said you didn't really want to travel because of your wife and your dog, you meant your action figures. Yeah, right? that's what yeah. you really. Meant. I mean, Daddy you know can't what? leave his plastic children alone. <laughs> I'm such a, I'm such a like, I always have a project going, and it's hard to break away because it's like I gotta, you know, I just finished. I, I'm, I'm editing a video today, but I took a there was this fold out toy that was a um it was a like a batman begins bat- tumbler batmobile right? right and it was like a case essentially that was shaped like the the batmobile and you can open it up and it's like inside it's gotham city you know like play as batman and scarecrow right one of those like toys right? voiceover actor <laughs> so yeah, i got one for 20 bucks online and you know it's like a 20 year old toy at this point uh, and I, I gutted the inside of it and I, I basically like made like a fairly screen accurate tumbler out of it. Like wow. I got, I got rubber RC tires and rims for it. And I, you know, I made little like actuator, uh, like air struts and stuff like that and, and put led lights in it. And, um, so wow. that's, 
and they you know there's only one company that makes that version of the batmobile in a scale for smaller action figures and it's like 500 bucks and i was like let me see what wait, I can wait, do wait. With, so like, if i go to your youtube channel i can see you make the bat tumbler yeah i actually have like a i'm i'm working on part four now of like a four-part series where i show the entire build process wow so wow how um, close are you to xing out of this show right yeah now? just like oh, please <laughs> do please. Like, i go check this out um yeah so it's you know it's a ton of fun and it's something i do for fun anyway so i'm like well why don't i just record some of it and I, you know people ask me when i post them like how did you make that so now yeah. you know you know that's um, amazing what so, is yeah. what is the name of your youtube channel so people can check uh, it out just my name ibrahim mustafa yeah if you if you look that up it'll pop up you'll see my mug in a little round circle and subscribe you know don't forget to smash that like button all that good <laughs> <Yeah>. stuff <laughs> That it's is so, amazing. It's so funny okay. having you out here because it'd be like you coming on to talk about um, like um, how you uh, do ceiling tiles and then later be like, oh, I'm Neil Gaiman as well. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's a super interesting whole other thing that we had no idea about. I get, we interviewed you like a year ago. And we, no blew it. It. We, no blew it. we blew it. We didn't it. ask the right questions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All you had to do is open Pandora's box and I won't shut up about yeah. it, right? <laughs> you know, we call ourselves journalists, but we really missed here. We yeah, really we missed. Did. Well, you know, You're you guys got a great uh, uh, tip from Tony Fleece. I know you're not supposed to reveal sources, but, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, we reveal our sources all the time. All the time. <laughs> That's why we're bad journalists. Yes. Uh, that is amazing, yeah, though. Nice I can't believe you have that. these great comics and also make these amazing action figures. That is so cool. Uh, it was so oh, good thanks, seeing man. you again. I'm uh, looking forward yeah, to likewise. whatever the next project is, as well as going to check out your YouTube channel now. Yeah, take care, Yeah, man. thank you guys so much for having me back. It was great to chat with uh, you again. And I feel like you were in the same, like, Brady Bunch configuration on my screen as last time, too. We don't leave, while. man. We don't leave. <laughs> I always have a good problem and have to <laughs> yep. leave and then return. <laughs> Yes, we stopped the stream and we're just sitting here silently for a week. <laughs> Have a good night. All right, thanks, guys. Take care. Later, uh, man. Once so. again, uh, it is the book is called Retroactive. You can check that out also now. Also very cool. Humanoids, which is also, yes, yeah, very cool. Yeah. And you can check out Ibrahim Mustafa, his YouTube channel, which I'm going to check out. That yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah. Very exciting. Caverns and Krakens is a podcast hosted by five friends who just want to have fun playing D&D and podcasting. Currently, they're playing a seafaring campaign with a party of oddball characters. And good news, the campaign just kicked off with a new episode premiering this very week. So you can get caught up right now with all the swashbuckling adventures. The adventures are all PG-13 tops, and you can check out Caverns and Krakens now in most podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hi, I'm Dan Smith, the host of Coffee in Space, where I have conversations with authors about the science fiction and fantasy characters we love and the journeys they take. This is the perfect podcast for lovers of space operas, military sci-fi, and magical worlds. In each episode, you'll learn about the characters, their trials, world building, and any science behind the science fiction that makes the story sing directly from the author. It's a great way to learn more about the books you already love or find a new book to fall in love with. Head on over to www.coffeeinspacepodcast.com to learn more. Coffee in Space is also available in all major listening apps. Listen to an episode or three today. 
And we are going to move on to our next section, which is my favorite section because you all make it up. It's your audience questions. And for audience questions, all you got to do is drop a question either in the YouTube comments over in Ask a Question here on Crowdcast. But before we get into that, it looks like Justin's going to do another demonstration yeah, the old Darth that or a bong here. hit. Who knows? Here's how you do doing. it, though. Here's how you do it, Pete. You got yeah. see, you got the little shot. Glass okay, that oh. all right. I forgot about the glass on the bottom, and I spilled it all over the counter. Yeah, yeah. Selvin, for a smart person, you're not very smart. I'm not. A, I'm not a smart bartender. You do yeah. the flip and see how it's just in there. Can you see? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We can see. Great. Um, then you throw a little. Ginger beer in here. Very good ginger beers. The local uh, Jamaican ginger beer from my name. Good, good oh, buy. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. Then you put the Aperol on top to add the true uh, Sith force. Mm-hmm. And now Ooh. you're evil. Congratulations. And yeah, now do a, do, a, do a slow pull so people can yeah. see the service tension. Do the slow pull. Slow pull. That's not the right song. Nope. <laughs> Are you getting married? Oh, there we go. You, I definitely gonna marry that drink. It's a good yeah. drink. Yeah. Oh man, that's your now second. That's one. Take it easy. Good, good well, that's drink. a spicy meatball. I always say, Pete. What are Hook you doing today? TikTok. We got the new shit here. Oh man, yeah. you're on the. We should put it up. Uh, that should be our first video on the Comic Book Club TikTok. TikTok. We have one. We do. Oh, oh yeah, God. that's definitely. I never put old. anything up because yeah, because Pete, you were like, God, we shouldn't do that. We're too old for that. We're too old for that. No, yeah. guys, TikTok like, is no, the man. same as everything. I promise. It's not. <laughs> oh boy, we're already in the right form camera f- formation. Like it's perfect. Yeah, Pete, what camera are you drinking? Formation. Oh, I'm drinking a little vodka and some uh, Gatorade, lemon lime. Nice, a classic. Absolutely. Uh, well, cool. Let's get to some questions here. We I have a... some questions. Well, I think the first <laughs> question here is going to... These questions are going to tie into your questions, okay, Pete. Good. All right? So I think they'll queue you up. If you have any additional ones afterwards, definitely, you know, let me and Justin know. Yeah. Uh, this is from Stray Bullet. We heard <laughs> how bullet. Alex would write the Moon Knight series, and we got the poignant view of our resident line producer. So I'd like to feel redeemed in my love for Moon Knight and hear what Pete LePage thinks of the show's ending and what he thinks of his co-host's opinions on the topic. Uh, now, wow. Stray Bullet here is, of course, talking about... Always straight trying to get us to fight is what's happening. Exactly. Yes, did yes. Stray Bullet, did you write this question for Stray Bullet, Pete? Because I wouldn't put it <laughs> past you to do that. Uh, on our Marvel Vision podcast, we recapped uh, all six episodes of Moon Knight. Those were up, but Pete was out of town, so we didn't get a chance to hear your opinion That's on right. the finale while I run out uh, and pu- plug my computer in because I forgot to do that before the show and my computer's about to die. Pete, take it away. Oh, great. Wow, this is fun. Um, Yeah, so last app, uh, we got, you know, giant monster fighting giant monster. Mm -hmm. Um, Big kind of reveal at the end. Um, I I thought this was just like, plus also... You found it to be a little bloated and it sort of collapsed. Shut the the fuck up, I'm talking. Shut the fuck up. You did a whole thing. So like... um, we got an, uh, an Egyptian uh, superhero moment where a little girl was like, are you a superhero? And she got to be like, hell yes. Um, I mean, what's not to love? There was action. There was excitement. There were giant monsters fighting each other. Um, 
by the end of it, I was like, wait, how is he? But if he's there and Kanchu's in the suit, like, how does that even, I don't, it was just like, you know, just kind of like, oh shit, this is going to be crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I it was interesting because like when they had the moment that kind of spoiled all where they were like, all right, do we shoot the bad guy or don't we? They kind of like just uh, only asked like kind of one of the personalities. And I was kind of surprised that like all of them would be along for this ride, especially since all they sacrificed along the way and all the people that died. So like, I was really happy with the outcome and um, I was kind of amazed at not only the like creativity of like whole one adventure like i've been reading moon knight forever and i've like the this took so many kind of like uh, amazing turns and added some new characters that kind of like uh i'm very excited to see how they're going to play out so i was very impressed with the the choices being made um and the fact that we're getting kind of like this uh cool uh, uh character with uh, kind of mark and i'm gonna see like how they team up and what happens with them uh but what did you guys think uh well for a counterpoint you can go to the marvel vision podcast and listen to that there i think uh just to sum up and justin feel free to jump in i think we were probably a little more mixed about it um <laughs> oh, uh, to yeah. be generous is that right. gener- too generous you didn't think that alligator was badass there know, were I, I, we did he, talk about how the alligator was indeed badass the alligator was badass, and I think the other big cop, big up that we gave to the show is Oscar Isaac was great in it, and yeah. the whole cast was great. I think I had some issues. And the hippo were like coming through at the last second with the boat move? I thought that was great. I love the way the hippo captained the boat. Yes. Well. Uh, we one one addendum we could probably do on the podcast, one issue that we had. We talked a little bit about how... She got hippo powers and then turned into a falcon, which was a little weird. It got weirder when wait, it wait, came out. Wait, got what powers and then turned into a She what? got hippo powers. She got hippo powers. Layla got wait, hippo. That, that was... She became the avatar of Towerette. Oh, really? I didn't I, I didn't even put that together. Yeah, she yeah. She became a winged um, hippo avatar. Right. Uh, but then we found out later that it wasn't a winged hippo. It was actually, she is a hero known as the Scarlet Scarab. Yeah. Um, despite the right. fact that she also doesn't look like a scarab and she doesn't seem to be wearing any scarlet. Wait, 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 wait. Go fuck yourself. The scarab that we've been, that was kind of floating, give us the direction, mm-hmm. had wings and was like in that gold kind of thing. So she took that same thing and put it to her outfit. That be no. That's like comparing the wings of an airplane and the wings of Namor the Submariner. <laughs> no, they're different. No, no, they're the same Her color. Her wings were feathers. Very similar. Was she Scarlet, Pete? Was she Scarlet? Uh, do you mean red? Yes. Wow. Okay. Was she no. red? No. no. She was, okay. Yeah. yeah, they took a name of an old Egyptian superhero from Marvel Comics that most people have forgotten. I, I think actually a couple of people on our Patreon Slack did remember that hero. Yep, um, so they took that stuff. name, but it was definitely like something that they didn't mention in the show. So that was a little weird. Um, and but uh, Egyptian superhero check. Yes, please. It's cool. No, that's great. That's great. Yeah, that is great. Yeah. yeah. So. For more, listen to the Marvel Vision. I don't want to get into a big fight about this right. because we just had slightly different opinions, and I think that's fine. Okay. Yes. You, you Honestly, like the, did you like the monster fight? 
Yes. I especially yeah. like that one point where Mark's down on the ground and mm-hmm. uh, Harrow's about to kill him. Mm-hmm. And he looks up and sees the monster fight. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. There was fun visuals throughout. Like, I oh think the uh, the other thing I believe I mentioned on the podcast is, despite my reservations about the plot and how some things were executed, visually, there were always interesting things in terms of the direction throughout the show. So, not my favorite yeah. Marvel show, um, but they're all fine, oh, you know? I, I mean, we like even I got keep the saying, white, I say, we I'm like... We even got the white limo at the end. You know what I mean? Like uh, that the famous Moon Knight limo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you've been. Oh, you I, oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about what I took to my prom. That it was yeah, exactly. Famous, yeah. oh, wow. The famous white limo I took to my prom. That wow. was. Well, what, what was it like riding I, in that by yourself? The whole. Oh my god! <laughs> it was spacious. Just stretched out the entire yeah, time. Was, they was, had this is this is nuts. They had two bottles of water. That I only had to pay a little bit extra for. Nice. <laughs> Worth it. It was great. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. I, I, there was one point, Pete will appreciate this, when I was riding, I was like almost to the high school uh, during the five minute ride, which I paid several thousand dollars for. And <laughs> I, I said out loud to the driver, first time in a limo, Mr. Glackwitz, but he didn't hear me because he already had the thing up. Yeah. Uh, he was like, I don't need to hear that joke again. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I agree with you, Alex. Limos, no fun. <laughs> They're like a stretched out car and it's too long. Most limos yeah. too long. Anytime yeah, I'm in a limo, I'm like, you're sitting the wrong long. way. You know, you're sitting on the side. It's weird. You feel like you're, I don't know. Sweaty. Like. I went to the prime in a helicopter, just like Theo Huxtable. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Pete, what did you take to the prop? Uh, a bunch of us piled into a van. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Gave out candy to kids as you went. There we go. All right, we got a question here. Well, as long from... as we don't have another Marvel property to review, or we might disagree, I think. We'll... Yeah, we'll see what happens later. This is unrelated, though. This is from Jared Town Jaron Townsend, excuse me, over on YouTube. Did you guys read any free comic book day books? I read the TMNT and Bone Orchard Mythos. I'm very excited for Bone Orchard, but the TMNT comic really made me want to read the Eastman and Laird stuff. Now, without spoiling anything too much, we are going to be talking about a bunch of the Marvel and DC free comic book day books in the Stack <laughs> podcast this week. Uh, but did you guys get to do anything with free comic book day? Did you pick anything up? I observed it quietly. Oh, wow. You observed the day? <laughs> well, so, I mean, I think just to talk it down, you I'm guessing. So you had COVID. Yep. I thought maybe I had COVID. And yep. Pete, you were out of town for a work trip, so yeah, I don't I think we did much for free comic book day. Yeah. I thought but, COVID have day. And we, did, we did read some free comics for uh, the Stack Podcast. Yes, we yeah. did do that. And my kids went with my wife to two of the different Galaxy comics here nice. in Brooklyn to pick some stuff up. Um, I didn't get a chance to read it yet, but I am excited they released uh, the, I think it's a selection from the Clementine graphic novel the character from oh, telltale yeah. games walking dead which is mm. the best walking dead thing so they have a new graphic novel involving clementine i have that sitting on my desk i just haven't had a chance to read it yet uh, but very excited about that um and yeah we'll talk about some of the dc marvel stuff as well yeah so there you go yeah uh, and i'll also mention that... for the bone orchard thing we have jeff lemire and andrea sorrentino are going to be on the show in a couple of weeks very fun but i'm glad that person mentioned the i'm going to check out that uh, tmnt book uh i don't like it when a turtle's property gets by me 
Yeah. Yeah. But you do <laughs> love being a turtle, so there is that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, here we got a non-controversial question from Pablo Di Martinez. Um, actually, I'm going to censor a little bit because this is spoilery. I love Multiverse of Madness. It's a great movie. What did people expect it will be? Blank. Mm, here we go. Just thoughts. We'll cut to the thoughts part. There wow. we go. I'll skip that one <laughs> sentence there. So Great. spoiler talk for Dr. Strange and in the multiverse of madness. If you don't want to hear it, check out now for the next five, 10 minutes, something like that. We'll see what happens. Uh, once again, minutes. you can go to the Marvel vision podcast where Justin and I talk again. about it. I know for an hour about the movie, just the two of us. Just wow. the two of us. It was a nice Just time. the two of us. But Pete, what did you think about the movie? Well, I mean, this was Sam Raimi turned up to 11. So I said uh, almost the same thing. I uh, I was like, you hey, crazy. I'm going to yeah. watch me some, uh, you know, uh, old school, uh, uh, you know, um, this. You know, just to get ready. You know what I mean? Just to kind of yeah. like, you know, go back and explore. And, um, you know, then I was just kind of rewarded with all these immediate uh, Easter eggs. Um, yeah. So it was really like directed by Sam Raimi, but it was also like, hey, you want Sam Raimi? We got you. You know, we're going to make this the most Sam Raimi. And you got rewarded with maybe the best cape sam raimi could ever uh you know that cowl made cloak. out of cloak, cloak. sorry cloak. yeah cloak. yeah 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 that was the whole thing um so like the fact that like it was like you know the best of army of darkness and evil dead kind of but in the marvel universe <laughs> it was like hey sam you want to play with all of our marvel toys would i uh can i uh you know just kind of do what I want. And they were like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Dr. Strange can be zombified and you know, like you can, yeah, we even give you, yeah, it was just, uh, it was, I was like surprised how much fun I was having. And then it was like, uh, you know, it, it really like gut punched you, uh, in horror ways. Like it was a very horror kind of like situation and like the audience was uh, really, you know, pack theater was great to see it in and be like, you know, we got to see the cameos when we got the, uh, you know, the reveal of like Mr. Fantastic. The Illuma Waddy? Yeah, exactly. So it was just kind of like, uh, oh shit. And then to have to watch them die in front of us was another like, oh shit moment. So it was a real emotional roller coaster. But seeing like, Black Bolt's power taken away, and then the back of his head get blown out was bananas. And ah, oh, Peggy Carter. I mean, oh my God, Kat, I mean, it was just such an amazing thing seeing her. And the, I got like emotional when she was like, I said it with her. I was like, I can do this all day. It was such a great moment. Oh, but I mean, man, she was a highlight of the movie. Oh, me. yeah. And, but so man, good. when they like you saw it coming, and then oh. Uh, I'm glad they didn't show it. I don't think I could have taken it. Like, I'm glad that what they did with it was tasteful. But man, uh, just, uh, just, just unbelievable movie, a ton of fun. And, you know, even that ending thing was hysterical. Um, you know, like the after credits kind of little thing of like, you know, it's over. It was just such a fun, 
So I feel like even if you weren't having fun, you were kind of with that character of like, oh, this is over. <laughs> so, uh, but man, I just thought it was like, hey, kid, you like Sam Raimi movies? You want to see some like fucking crazy shit? Well, guess what? Right this way. Here's your, you know, take your ticket and fucking go have some fun because this is going to be a horror movie and a, and a cameo festival and just like... Uh, Real yeah, quick, in that I, scenario you just laid out, are you the creepy guy out front saying, hey, yeah, kid, yeah, 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 hey, come, yeah, come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just to check, when you were saying you all piled into a van to go to prom, that was actually to go see Doctor Strange too, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was okay. a Scooby-Doo situation. Uh, it's, I'm glad you liked it so much, Pete. I also liked it. A lot of people very negative about this movie. I well, that's what's movie. interesting to me is it so was like, weird. so weird that people are so negative. WandaVision? Did you see WandaVision? Because this is just that continued and like spun out in this way. But you didn't like WandaVision, right? Or am I wrong about that? Well, I didn't like that first episode when it was like, oh my God. Um, but, A sitcom? Uh, no, no, no. You remember that when it got real weird and they were all just sitting there looking at each other and it got like. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like if we just stopped and we were just looking at each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Someone's got to talk, otherwise I'll lose my mind. So, anyways, yeah, I thought I had a great time. Um, you know, it was uh, <laughs> no, I don't believe no you phase it was no phase again. right through that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I had uh, yeah, it was good to see it with a good audience. Like everybody was into it, everybody was having fun. Uh, the Illuminati got some reactions of I think maybe non comic book fans being like, "Wait, what is going on?" I um, saw it at eight thirty on a Saturday morning at an Alamo Draft House in Brooklyn in the morning. And people, when when John Krasinski came on screen, the amount of smirks you could hear just quietly forming at the corner of everyone's Everybody's looking at the their room. camera? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like... yeah, it was a lot of office reaction. Yeah. I went out right after the movie, and I had myself a big plate of blue spaghetti. <laughs> wow. Right? Nice. Got you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. You got it? You got it? Yeah, there I you got go. it. Right. Nice. Is that uh, reference? What? Is that an office reference? No, that's a reference to Mr. Fantastic gets turned into blue oh, spaghetti. Oh, yeah, that was Yeah, good. there you go. Uh, yeah, I thought it was all right. I, I had fun. Yeah? Yeah, that's all. Cool. Yeah. For more, I mean, check out the Marvel Vision I, podcast. I, I was not live I, in your feeds. I did. I was happy how much Scarlet Witch we got. I thought that was really cool. I wanted mm-hmm. more Wong, but that was, uh, I mean, Wong was great. Wong is just so awesome. Uh, yeah, I yeah. can't wait for Wong's movie, man. It's going to be amazing. Uh, but the whole respect thing, and then when he finally bowed, was just great. It was nice to see him do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I wanted a little more from it, but I'm glad people are enjoying it, and that's great to hear. Why don't... <laughs> you wanted more for a, a like, just, like... What more did you want? Did you want more? To be uh, to be perfectly Spell honest, cast? I felt like it was, and I it, I felt like it was Sam Raimi turned down to seven. <laughs> you know, like oh, well, I, I I love Sam Raimi movies. Yeah. And we talked about this a bit on the podcast, but my big takeaway is that it was like people kept coming out and being like, "This is a real horror film in the MCU. This is so scary." And my big takeaway is like, no, it's him using his horror film techniques really well to do some fun stuff throughout. And I really enjoyed that a lot. But like, I would have loved to see a legit, actual, scary horror movie. Yeah, but it delivered. So, but, but I'm saying like, it's not, 
Evil Dead. It's not Army of Darkness. It's not Drag Me to Hell or anything like that. It's and it's fine that it is what it is. It's like Drag uh, Me to Heck. Yes, exactly. That actually is a very good way to put it. Where, like, it's using that stuff for fun effect. But if I want to see something legit scary, I'd go maybe watch one of those other movies. That's yeah, all. but it can't. It can't be a le- legit scary. Would not be fun. Like Why it not? walked the line. It walked the line really well. Also, like they did the classic, you know, uh, acting trope that if you if you have an evil version of yourself, you bury it and then later resurrect it and use mm-hmm. it as a puppet to kind of you know get get what you need. I thought that was just you know the classic, you know, yeah, totally. Role. They yeah. did that in uh, uh, Braveheart, right? Uh, what is it, Justin? It's the the gun rule, or if you use uh, if you you set Check up a gun, there you go. Chekhov's gun. gun. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That was from Star Trek, right? Chekhov's gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> what are the coordinates? Is what he used to say. Why don't we move on? Get get to another question here. This is from Kevin. What are your favorite explorations of family dynamics in comics? Oh gosh, I would say Fantastic Four. What about? I mean, Fantastic Four is a hard one to move past. Um, But I do think if we want to talk found family, I would throw out the Bat Family, especially. Oh yeah, dude. Scott Snydery time. I feel like he was Mm -hmm. really leaning into that the family portion of it. Also that. Yeah, the recent stuff uh, that we did where it was coming out every week uh, did a great job with the family stuff. Yeah, with the uh, Arkham Tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was very good as well. Um, the Royal More... Flush Gang, I think, is sort of a family. <laughs> they get oh, classic. I love watching them. Whenever they come out, I'm like, I want to know more about these characters and spend more time with them. Uh, I'll throw out to you the future version of Peter Parker and Mary Jane, who have, is it May Parker is their kid, who yep. becomes Spider-Girl? Mm-hmm. That's yep. great. Like, that was a really good... I'm not usually into these alternate future timelines or anything like that, but that one really works, and that title was really good as well. So, big fan of that. We throw out Runaways as well, another great sort of found family that uh, always stick together, fight plenty, um, mm-hmm. and still uh, take care of each other. Of course, uh, Eastman and Laird's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know? Mm-hmm. And Punisher's relationship with his family, right? <laughs> in, in, in a way, if you want to talk about how families can break you, and uh, mm-hmm. you know. wow, yeah. Are you Never mean he and microchip the ultimate <laughs> family dynamic? Him, microchip, and their van, the ultimate family dynamic. That's all you need, exactly, exactly. And uh, that's all we need for your audience questions. Thank you, everybody, for those. We're going to move on with our next section, which is trivia. And for that, we're going to turn it over to Pete LePage. Yeah. All right. This is the part we give to you, the lovely audience. Uh, Are we doing a... We're going to call out to the audience here. If anybody wants to come in and win a $25 gift card, just say me, 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 or whatever you want in the comments here on Crowdcast. If we don't get anybody here, we'll go over to YouTube. You can do the same thing there. Just raise your hand. There's just a little bit of a delay is all I'm going to say about that. There's just a little bit of a delay. It's a bit of a delay. But who (coughs) would like a $25 gift card to Midtown Comics? If not, we'll have to suck it up and donate to charity again, I guess. Oh, man. That was actually pretty cool what we did last time. Though. Yeah. Hey, Pablo, Pablo wants to steal from charity. Let's bring him All in. Right. Here we go. 
Is that a good way of framing that up? Oh, Alex. Oh, Classic Salvin. Here we go. Today's trivia is on topical. Hold on. Wait for Pablo. Wait for Pablo to come in. Well, I was trying to kill some time while we're waiting for Pablo to come in. Oh, okay. All right. What's your ahead. favorite thing about Pablo? Let's go around. Pete, what's your favorite thing about Pablo? Um, he always says what's up when he first enters the room. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. Back when we were doing the live show, he always had a question. A reliable question asker. That's a great uh, I'll say, I've said this before on the show, but he he really reminds me of the guy who says, hello, passengers on the bus. So every time I <laughs> get on the bus, I think of Pablo without, uh, without We're fail. about to see. Pablo, if you could still hear us before you come in, can you start with hello, passengers, when you say hello, hello. passengers? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> one for one. It's one for It's exact. And then he's out. And then and he's, he's out. out. There Dip. you go. Oh, there great. You go. So today's <laughs> trivia is... Oh, and now Pete froze. Pete oh, froze. Man. Oh, oh no. That's okay. We have a backup in place because we are really planned for this show and we know what we're doing. So, <laughs> yeah. Alex, just go ahead and ask the trivia questions that Pete no doubt forwarded to you. No problem. Before we do, why don't we go around and say what's your favorite thing about the guy who does the announcements on the bus in New York City? I'll start. Yeah. He reminds me of Pablo. <laughs> oh, man, that was going to be my answer. <laughs> I like uh, guys. Press the button if you want to signal for a stop. Yeah. Next time. Um, great. Should Next I time. kick Pete out and bring him back in again, or what should we do here? <laughs> no, I would never. Look at that. He's smiling. He's, oh, he's a beautiful time. Pete. Oh, man. Him. That's a good image there. I just don't know um, why his camera froze. Uh, shout, shout out to... Oh, there um, again. Oh, okay. Ibrahim, uh, do you want to talk about what action figure you would make if you <laughs> if you could design one? While Pete's reconnecting? Um, I don't know. Um, maybe the thing, maybe? Maybe it looks complicated. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, that's a good one. A lot of rocks there. If you take a pile of rocks and put them together, that'll yes, just... Uh, yes, um, thing Maybe Colossus? Colossus, another good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I used to do that, though. Did you guys ever do that? Like, they didn't sell Fantastic Four action figures <laughs> when I was a kid, and like Ibrahim, I had to create my own, so... I go out on the yard, I get a pile of rocks, I put that together. I take mm. some spaghetti, throw it on the ground, that was Mr. Fantastic. I'd set something on fire for the human torch, and then for Invisible Woman, there was just nothing there. Nice. Wow. What an imagination. Creativity, oh, Alex. <laughs> oh, you're the um, bad kid from Toy Story 1? Oh, like, no. Sid? Sid? I'm Sid? Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. Um, ooh, Pete is accepting and connecting. Uh, we could certainly do some trivia with you if you want. Um, sure. Pablo. Look, Pablo's like, I'd rather time. wait for Pete, honestly. <laughs> Your guy's half-baked trivia is not that Half-baked. <laughs> um, yeah, my, my trivia is based on I'm looking at CBR right now. I could just read off some headlines to you. Oh, you're going to do topical comic news? Yeah, we're going to do topical (laughs) comic news with a tribute to probably, I assume he was going to do George Perez, right? He has to be doing George Perez. Let's see. Don't don't muddy the waters. You're back. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear us? Yeah. Oh, great. Take it away, Pete, before you get cut off again. All right, great. Today's trivia is on topical comic news and a small nod. To the legend, George Perez, R.I.P. Please listen to all three options before making your selection. Here we go. Question number one. 
Pablo, what actor is developing a comic called Head Wound Sparrow? Is it A, Ryan Phillip, B, Oscar Isaac, or is it C, Ray Eddy? So it's either A, don't pick it, or it's B, Oscar Isaac. Ah, Moon Knight himself. It's B. That, that is correct. Nice. Here we go. Mm. Question number two. TMNT creator Kevin Eastman is coming out with a comic for Marvel about what character? Is it A, Danny Rand, B, Elektra, or is it C, Danny Mann? So it's either A, which is incorrect, or it's B, Elektra. Uh, that's got to be Elektra. B. You are correct. All right, here we go. Last nice. one. Action, Action Comics Annual 2022 is telling the story for the first time, the origin story of who? Is it A, Gary the Ratledge, B, Mongol, or C, Barry Ratcliffe? So it's either A, which is something I just made up, or it's B, Mongol. <laughs> Mongo. You are correct. Yes. Uh, Pablo, Congratulations you've done it again. Pablo, you've won $25 to Midtown Comics. We will get you a gift card. In the meantime, though, have you guessed what Pete is referring to with his third answers? It is the I... 2013 hit Legend of the Red Reaper. Ooh, I've never seen that movie. Is well, he, George does he act in it? in it? Does he act in it? correct. Wow. Wow. Let's check it out. Yeah. That's awesome. Pablo, yeah. thank you so much for coming on. I'll see you on the bus. Oh, Goodbye, oh. passengers. <laughs> Pablo, great to see you, Pablo. Goodbye, passengers. All right. As we all know, comic books are coming out all the time this week. And in fact, they came yeah. out this previous weekend as we talked about. But what are you guys looking forward to? Oh, Pete? I'm looking forward to uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El, number 11. I was going to pick that. As well, as well as Seven Secrets, number 17. Mm. Really? Justin, Maybe. what about you? Um, I mean, Superman, Son of Kal-El is just a great book with a ton of heart and a real great exploration of these of characters. There's a great scene between um, Batman and um, Superman's dad that is oh. really awesome. Oh, man. Um and then I want to also shout out 8 Billion Genies number one um, from Image Comics by Charles Soule um, and Ryan Brown. Really fun premise. Charles Soule you know, hasn't had a lot you of shouldn't, You shouldn't name so many. You make it really hard on Alex. I know. I like to. We all share a brain, basically. So um, mm -hmm. really fun book. I'm looking forward to it. Now, uh, I'm going to give a shout out. Everybody knows I'm the number one Daniel Warren Johnson fan on the podcast. So wow. I'm going to give a shout out to the Jurassic League, which is DC Comics set back in dinosaur times. I'm very interested to check Come out. Come on! He's not doing the art on this one. Uh, that's Juan Gideon, I believe. Uh, yeah, Gideon. Uh, but Daniel Warren Johnson on it. And uh, as the hugest fan of the three of us, I can't not give that a shout out. And all of those are going to be on our stack podcast, which rolls out Wednesday, 9 a.m., both in the comic book club feed and in its own dedicated stack feed. And folks, that is it for this week's show. A couple yeah. of people we want to thank. I am thank. Pablo. Serena Sanchez. Check out Black Rhapsody on Indiegogo right now. Also, Ibrahim Mustafa. Check out Retroactive from Humanoids, which is out now. And also his YouTube channel. Yeah, more importantly, his YouTube channel. <laughs> both. Check out both. 
Next week on the show, Sean Dicker is going to be here to talk about Uncovered Grave, and Samuel Satine is going to be here to talk about the reboot of Osamu Tezuku's Yuriko, uh, which should be very interesting to chat about. Also, the Doom Room, our Doom Patrol podcast, is currently running in its own dedicated feed, or you can get all 34 episodes right now by subscribing on Patreon. Riverdale After Dark, a Riverdale podcast, comes on after that show airs on Sundays. Marvel Vision, we're just wrapping up Moon Knight, but we are revving up a couple of other things and going to roll into Miss Marvel next month, so keep it tuned there. Patreon.com slash comic book club to support the show and all the shows we do. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice at Comic Book Live on Twitter, Comic Book Club Live on Instagram, ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, good night. Take care, uh, everybody. Dark and stormy, folks. Good night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.